Brown's back to work today. Kevin Stefanski speaking. One o'clock. One o'clock. Book it. Write it down. Set an alarm. One o'clock. You'll hear Kevin right here on 92 through the fan. In the 11 o'clock hour, we hope to hear from a certain member of the Browns who's become the darling of the National Football League. Hmm. After not playing very well for the last four years with Denver and New York. But he's the story of the league this year, baby. You've got a lot of negativity in you today. I feel oh, a lot no, of ne- I, no, I do. I, I have negativity. negativity. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're, like, making fun of people who want to rank the Browns high in their Oh, I'm not polls. making fun of it all. I think You're like, our quarterback sucked for four years. That's what you just said. I think it's, it's it fascinating. Like. I haven't said any of that stuff. I don't know what you're smoking. I'm telling you, man, that's the vibe you're putting off. That's, in, that's Andy Basket over there. Red but Pen, Doctor Red Pen over there. Did Did you catch something, or did you just like scream at hockey kids? What? what yeah, I got a couple texts on that. Can you stop? Can you yeah, stop no, I making think he was up screaming lies? At hockey kids. He's going virus. Screaming on us, at but I'm, not, I'm not buying that. No screaming. I'm not buying that. My whole family had this. It went through the whole family. So, no, so your whole family was screaming at hockey kids? That's exactly what they were doing, yes. So they actually, they all I'm up. about to go Jimmy Kimmel on you if you don't stop. I'm just telling you. Don't be making up lies. Wow. How about that, baby? You yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that. Good for, good for Jimmy. Hey, Aaron, put that in your uh, mushroom and smoke it. Wow. Take a look around the, the big media outlets in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. You know, they cover the league. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to throw some things at you. You ready? Yeah, I also have a media thing I want to talk to you about, too, at some point. The, oh, good. ESPN, they, these, these folks all put out power rankings. I love looking at stuff like this because I just like kind of seeing various opinions. I got yelled at the last time I thought the Browns were getting gypped in the power rankings. You worry about that stuff too much, Baskin. That's what I got. Well, you do. You, you worry. I'm not worrying. We're just discussing. Oh, okay. You were, you were steamed. I didn't think it was fair. I thought it was wrong. Yeah, well, see, I, I, I couldn't care whether it's fair or not. I just find it interesting. Okay. ESPN power rankings this week right now in the NFL have the Cleveland Browns ranked seventh in the entire National Football League. NFL.com, Browns, seventh in the entire NFL. Our buddy Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. You know, we think Mike's terrific. Sixth. Browns the sixth best team in the NFL, according to Florio in the power rankings. CBS says Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year for getting this team to the playoffs with so many injuries and Joe Flacco resurrecting his career. Amazing. Fifth. They have the Browns fifth. The Athletic, highly regarded, right? Third. They have the Browns ranked as the third best team in the National Football League. Now, folks, I... I want to ask you, and I'm going to get Andy's thoughts here in a second, 216-474-0092, third by The Athletic. Are these folks delusional, or is this this accurate? Is this accurate? Because, Andy, what I keep thinking is this, and I, I, I wish I weren't thinking this way, but I am. I think the Browns are really good. I think their defense is terrific, and I think Flacco has, has saved the offense. I wonder where this team would be if they hadn't had even half of the major injuries that they've had. I know every team deals with injuries, but I, that thought keeps popping in my head. I, I need to let that one go, but I keep thinking, oh, my gosh, if these guys get healthy for next year and they bring most everybody back, this could get – I mean, we could be on the cusp of something really big. But right now, 
with all of these injuries, Andy, are these folks on the money or are they delusional? I think they're on the money. I think we are. Yeah, I think we're like four, five, six. And I think one of the reasons you can say that is on most lists, the Browns beat one and two, beat the Ravens, beat the Niners. And they, for instance, I'm looking at NFL.com right now. Yeah. They have the Ravens number one. They have the Niners number two. So that's why I think it's fair to say that. I also, you know. I was just thinking about the Cowboys. I don't know where the Lions are either. That's the other one I was kind of wonder about a little, little bit about the Lions. The Bills really scare me, so I think they should be ahead of the Browns. Miami was not impressive at all, so that's I, I'm just the Browns are not the Ravens right now. That's the one thing I know, and the Ravens are playing much better football than when we played against them. The Niners were missing a few players, okay. So I think the Browns are after that. I think that you could throw them in a group after that. Three feels a little high. Five, six, seven, sounds right. I think it's really interesting. Uh, Eric Edholm, who's been on the show before uh, from NFL.com, and he has the Browns lower than some of the others, seventh, which to me is still fascinating. Baltimore one, San Francisco two, Dallas three, Miami four, which was interesting because Miami just got smoked. Detroit five. Buffalo six, Andy. I'm with you. I think Buffalo is getting its act together at the right time, and then the Browns seventh, and then get this first line. You ready? I mean, he has the Browns ahead of Kansas City. He has the Browns ahead of Philadelphia, the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. Think about that. Yeah, and, and, I, I, and everybody else does too. But Eric wrote this. Do you buy that? I I don't know. I have trouble swallowing that. In our search, again, I'm for, having trouble swallowing it on the Browns. In our search for teams capable of winning it all this season, winning it all, the Browns make the cut, even if some still doubt their credentials. Isn't that something? I've seen the Browns in this, like, second tier. Like, that's maybe where they are, and I I can believe it. Do you think if the Browns took the field against the Kansas City Chiefs right now, they could beat Kansas City? Are we we playing here or there? Doesn't matter. Tell me. There scares me. Here doesn't. I think they can beat them. Why? Because Kansas City's offense is just out of whack, even with Patrick Mahomes and the Browns' defense, I think, would do a great job against them. Do you ever wonder what they'd be like if they had Jack Conklin, if they had Nick Chubb? That's what I said earlier. Where where would they be? I, honestly, but here's what's weird. Andy, I don't know that most people's first question is, I wonder where they'd be if Deshaun Watson was a quarterback. Well, they were 4-1 and one with Deshaun as the you know, starter as the quarterback of record, as I like to call it. So I wonder where they would be with Deshaun. Too. I would think they would be 11 and five, 11 and five or 12 and four. You know, you know, know the other crazy, where thing. would they, where would they be if they had Jedrick Wills, Dewan Jones, Jack Conklin and Deshaun and Nick Chubb there. Now, you know, you're going to lose guys. Right. What, what if you had all those guys, this offense could be a juggernaut. It could be. And he played the last one without Amari. It's pretty amazing. Roosevelt's in Cleveland. Roosevelt, Happy New Year. Listen, hey, Roosevelt. How y'all doing today? Fellas? Good, good, Happy good, New good. Day. Listen, the Browns are right where they need to be in the playoffs. That's the only way you get to hoist the Lombardi Trophy is get in the playoffs. That is correct. All of this ranking, first place, second place, third, fifth, don't mean jack. We're going to get the Lombardi. So all of that is irrelevant. Relax, fellas. Tell the city to relax. 
We got this. Ain't I been saying it? I, I have it written down. I put it up on the wall, Roosevelt. Roosevelt says Browns win the Super Bowl. You got it. This Thank is, you, sir. We're on a mission from God, from the Blues Brothers. We got to <laughs> do this. Okay? You know, right. you know, James Brown was in the Blues Brothers, Roosevelt. I was in the Blues Brothers. I know. Wait, what were you in the Were you in what the church scene? I'm in the church scene. Were you dancing? In the church scene. No, when, when the girl faints, I'm the one that catches her. Oh, wow. Really? We're going to look that up in the oh, break. we got to find that. All right, Roosevelt. Thanks, You know buddy. me? I, I was driving the car in the mall. I was in the mall. I was shopping at Woolworths at the time. Oh, my goodness. And those cars came flying in. Roosevelt, really thank you. Yes. You know, Woolworth, uh, Wolves, Woolworths. Woolworths used to have a great lunch counter. Yeah, and if you needed gum and hepatitis, it was, right, up was, underneath yeah, there. It was right there for you. So easy. Thousands of pieces of gum under there. I, I must tell you. Yeah, when, the new Cadillacs are in. When I look at these power rankings, and, and I don't care which one I look at, every time I look at them, I just think, I can't believe the Browns are there. Because you're not used to being there? No, because of all the injuries. That That's what it is more than anything. Andy, I, I think this defense is dynamite, and, and this defense is worthy of a team being in clearly in the top ten in the NFL. But, you know, like when when – the Athletic has them third. CBS has them fifth. I keep thinking, with all those injuries, these people are still that high on this team? And I think, well, why not? They've won 11 games. The defense keeps doing the job, and with Flacco at quarterback, the offense has been just fine. You know, it's 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 just very weird to me. I mean, the Browns ranked higher than the two Super Bowl teams by NFL.com. What the hey? The Rams are hot. Rams are 10th. Browns are 7th. I have a way when we come Ram, back. Rams beat the Browns. No matter what they're saying, I'm going to tell you what the NFL's respect factor is when we come back. Because the NFL can tell we're you We're not that. leaving yet. Oh, we're not? Oh, nope. I we Why not? Because we'd... Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Have you looked at the schedule for the playoffs, TV-wise? Uh, no. So I'm still I'm so hung up on the power rankings I haven't even bothered to look. Well, I'm just curious where the NFL's gonna look at the Browns and say um they're isn't important. There, isn't they're there not. a Monday night wild card? Well, I think that'd be great if they were the Monday night wild card. Dan wants nothing to do with that. You want nothing to do with that, right? That's correct. I totally would love Monday night football for the wild card game. Um the Saturday games are on Peacock. The first game is on NBC and Peacock, the four thirty. On January 13th. Only on Peacock. No. And, well, it's and listed. NBC? The night game, the 815, is only Peacock. That means you got to pay for it. Although, I'm assuming that that'll go on Channel 3 here. I would think this. Well, if it's the so. Browns. Yeah. If it's somebody else, it's, it won't. But th- that's how you'll find out the respect factor from the league. Right? Well, if you have the Browns against somebody from the AFC South, Andy, the respect factor is not going to be through the roof. But when you look at the matchup, 4-5, it should be one of your best matchups. Not really. They Why? love They love teams that are sitting 1-2. and two. Well, one's not playing. One's got the week off. Yeah, okay, so that's 2-3. and three. Okay. 4-5 should be the best game. Should be. Most evenly matched teams. Nothing like a good 7-8 NCAA tournament game. Just saying. 
Or is it 8-9? I guess it's 8-9, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Dalvin Cook's available. Do we want him? Our Browns beat reporter, Daryl Ryder, is going to talk Browns with us at 1220 today. Kevin Stefanski is going to talk Browns with us at 1 o'clock. I'm thinking he's not going to talk Guardians, Andy. Are you sure? I'm not sure. Kevin's a man for all seasons. Uh, 1 o'clock for Kevin. Chris Rose is joining us at 120. We're going to make Jeff Thomas do it next. Interesting to me when things like this happen in the NFL. And uh, Dalvin Cook signed with the New York Jets, of course, to play with Aaron Rodgers which, okay, we all understand that, right? I get that. And then Aaron gets hurt on the fourth play of the season, and Brees Hall gets healthy pretty quick, and Dalvin's not playing very much. And this is the interesting part to me. Game left in the regular season, and this guy gets cut loose so they can sign with a playoff contender. Doesn't that almost seem like dirty pool? You know what I mean? It's just kind of weird to me. Hey, we want to do you a favor so you can go play with a playoff contender. But the Jets are doing some team a favor. And I, it just, it, it almost seems weird. Like, you know, you can't add them to the playoff roster. You can or can't? No, you can. Yeah. I mean, you, you would almost think there should be a rule. Okay, if you sign a guy this late, you can't add him to the playoff roster. Well, Something like that. I, you, I don't if know. If you can cut a guy, why can't they get picked up? Yeah, I know. The guy has a right to work. Yeah. But it's it's just weird to me. The only reason they cut him is because I mean you're you know you're, you're 16 games into the season. Still have to go through the waiver wire, right? Before you can get him. I do believe that's correct. So somebody could claim him. I just think it's I just think it's interesting. Okay, so he he was cut so that he can get to, with a playoff team. Wow, that's I just think it's interesting. If you're a playoff baseball team baseball does this all the time though. Yeah, right? well, the NBA and the buyout markets. Yeah. Right. Except there's also a restriction on if a guy can be, you know, you can't sign a guy too late and have him on your playoff roster in baseball, correct? Yeah, yeah. got to get him in before September 1. Right. So, you know, we have one more game to play in the regular season. You're adding guys to your roster. Now there are 60-some guys. You can add a guy in the playoffs, can't you? Yeah. It's so. kind of, it's kind of, I just think it's kind of weird. In this case, it's Dalvin Cook. Uh, I... I've watched a lot of Dalvin Cook over the years. Why, A, I've always found the Vikings kind of fun to watch, and B, of course, I've had Dalvin Cook on my fantasy team forever. So I've watched Dalvin Cook. I know, but except, you know, you pay more attention to guys. I've watched Dalvin Cook play a lot of football. He's had a little Joe Mixon in him the last several years. What does that mean? It means, hey, end of the game, you've had 17 carries for 60 yards. Yeah, he didn't have any of that this year, that's for sure. Right, well... But what I'm saying is it's a high-volume, low productivity, and then, boom, you get a great big game where, it's, where he busts loose. If Dalvin Cook is fresh, he's going to help somebody if he still has it. The weird thing to me is Minnesota got rid of him. You know, and he, he left Minnesota because they didn't want to pay him and all that stuff, and then he went to the Jets. But that just goes to show what we think about running backs because Dalvin Cook was pretty good last year in Minnesota. Well, and, he he hasn't seen a game this year where he's run the ball more than ten times. Well, there's right, a just reason, one game, but the there's a reason the for that. It's Brees Hall. 
I mean, Brees Hall is one of the best young running backs in the NFL. So they're going to play Brees Hall. They're not going to play Dalvin Cook if he's in a situation where a team wants to give him the ball. What could he do with 15 to 20 carries a game? And would he help a playoff team? I, I would think, yeah. I don't know. Looking at the numbers this year, he wouldn't do much this year. Well, no, but Andy, that's based on him having somebody in front of him who is going to get the, the bulk of the carries. On December 30, he had nine carries against the Falcons. Nine. That doesn't matter who else is on the field, right? Nine times they trusted him with the ball. And that's not he came a, up with that's, 35 yards. That's But that's four yards a carry. That's tolerable. That's tolerable. 35 yards, nine carries. Yeah, it's tolerable. Uh, the Browns' running game hasn't been. I mean, much it's a better anything. average than Kareem Hunt has. We love Kareem. I, I'm just saying. All right, are you cutting Kareem to bring him in then? That's the thing. I'm not. No, I'm not. Kareem has done the job you've asked him to do, and that's pick up tough yards. See, that's that's the catch. Even I, last year, same thing. That's the catch I have with the Browns on this. Okay, if I'm going to if I'm going to bring in Dalvin Cook, who am I not going to play? In theory, you could keep Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong and bring in Dalvin Cook. You know, they just cut the punter who was filling in for Bajorquez. There's a practice squad spot. So you could fill it, I guess, or did you just do that with Rogers Saffold? I, I don't know. Maybe you, have, you, you might have to juggle something. We all know how rosters are in the NFL. If you want a guy, you can get him on your roster. You'd have to just let somebody else go. But what would happen on game day? Who would you make inactive? Would you, would you make Pierre Strong inactive? I think Pierre's shown more burst than anybody, but he's also not had a whole lot of opportunity. Jeff, though, how many times have we watched this team and said, hey, this guy's available, this guy's available, let's go get that guy, okay? But they end up staying with their own guys yeah. and promoting guys from the practice Which makes squad. me think Dalvin Cook is not Correct. coming to Cleveland. I saw a thing yesterday, Andy, and it said about – wide receivers who are available to the Browns. You know, if they wanted to sign a wide receiver with Amari Cooper a little dinged up and with Elijah Moore and the concussion and all that stuff. And the list was guys that I was talking about before the season started who are still available. And, you know, do you want those guys now? Well, I, I wouldn't think so. If you wanted him, you'd have brought him in before, wouldn't you? Agree. Kenny Galladay, who's been out all year. Ken, Kenny was really good at one point in his career. Doesn't seem to be good now. Jarvis Landry's available. I read Jarvis, that yesterday too. You know, I was like, "Oh, that'd be Jarvis." I, I don't know. But the only guy what you said, what you said, Andy, I think is exactly what's going on here, which is they have their guys and they like their guys, and that's okay. Jeff, there's only one guy they brought back. Really, Kareem. Kareem. That's it. Like what you think on paper looks good, they never do. Kareem. Worked out somehow, some way they figured that one out. It's just, it's almost tested with this front office that they would rather promote from their practice squad than go out and get somebody. I I would agree with that. It's just, I, I don't even know if they would, in a, in a playoff situation. See, here's the thing. You don't need a running back. That's, you don't need one. Why did it take so long to bring Joe Flacco in? Why did it take so long? Because they a, thought Deshaun was coming back, maybe. Yeah, why? and you like DTR. Why did it take so long for anybody to bring in Joe Flacco? Thought he was you too know, old. Think, think about it. 
you know, I, I he wasn't the guy I would have signed, but guess what? He's also the guy that 32 general managers didn't sign. I mean, look how – this is the weird thing about the NFL sometimes to me. Look how well Flacco's played here. He's played really well. And he didn't have a job in training camp through the first half-plus of the season? And look what he's done since he's stepped in on all the teams that have needed quarterbacks. In. So I'm driving with Tropical Storm, and we're talking, and he said, Dad – how could Joe Flacco not be the comeback player of the year in the NFL? You said because he's only played five, six games. No, I said because DeMar Hamlin came back to life. That's why. I don't know how he's – who is who is the comeback player of the year? Oh, I don't know. Between the two I of those. I haven't given it any thought. I mean, we started talking about this yesterday where I was just like, it's a great point. I don't know how Joe Flacco isn't, though, either. Right, I would almost think that Flacco would have to play ten games for that to happen. I don't know. The would numbers... you be the comeback player of the year playing Vegas? I think tells you Flacco's the favorite right now. Now take that for whatever it's but worth. Do you guys find that interesting, considering he's only played what five games? There's three guys you can it's make the, the numbers case for. that he put up though in December. Oh, I, That's I'm why. not arguing with his productivity. I'm just if are you the, can be the come can you be the comeback player of the year when your year consisted of five games? Um, yes. There are three people you can make a case for. DeMar Hamlin, Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco. I would think Baker's a better candidate than Joe. Those are those are the three that you can circle. Now, the, the knock against DeMar Hamlin, yes, he did come back to life and all that stuff, and, and that's the best news that you could possibly have of all of this, and everything else is trivial, okay? I think he only played in like two games this year. Yeah, he didn't play a whole lot. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't active very often. And when he that's, was, he was playing special and teams. Again, I'm right. – you sound like the biggest jerk in the world when you point that out, and I'm very well aware of holding that role at this moment. And you're good at that. But, at like, if we're doing it off of an NFL award, then you can easily make the case that it should be Baker Mayfield or Joe Flacco. Well, I, had, I said DeMar Hamlin should be the co-whatever, whoever the other player is. Makes sense. They should have two. 100%. Or, you know, the... Ed Block Courage Award. Right. Beautiful. That's or local. make it the. There's got to be some kind of national thing like that. That's yeah, correct. the DeMar Hamlin Award or something like that that goes on further of the guy who defied the odds best. Right. His story was quite stunning. Yes. Obviously. I, I would, honestly, I would think Baker Mayfield is that guy. You want to know the truth? Baker has played very much like Baker Mayfield this year. And that means some really good games and some that weren't exactly. Andy's making the roller coaster sign. He's Boom, right. up and He's down, right. up and down. Coach is in Cleveland. Hello, Coach. Hey, Coach. How you doing? Hey, how you guys doing? Okay. Listen, I called about four or five weeks ago, and I alluded to the fact that the problem with the Browns is they were having these emotional issues. They were they were working with the emotional turbulence, right? And I said they needed a strong figure to come in there and, and step up and step up their game. And Schwartz stepped up, kept control of that defense. Uh, Stefanski started speaking up, speaking louder, being heard, and and he he showed some 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 structure. And then you brought in Cool Joe, and man, them guys looked at him and said, "Look at this guy. He just came off the bench, just came off the couch, and just came in here, and he's he's working hard. He's not saying much. He's leading by example. But it was that mental stability, that calmness and coolness." He had that that settled them guys down, and I said we needed to cut down on the, the penalties and the turnovers. We're doing that. There's a lot of depth on that team, and in the playoffs, depth is what wins the games. The guys, it's not like it's like Alabama. 
you may work with their first 11, but their second 11 is, is, is just as good as their first 11. Coach, but, thank um, you, buddy. The, the, the interesting thing about the depth, it's been on display because it's had to be. I mean, you're needing that depth to play, and Andrew Barry, well done. A lot of that depth is doing a really nice job for you. We're going to talk to Daryl Ryder. Brown's coming up uh, 1220. Kevin Stefanski speaks at 1. Chris Rose at 120. Jeff Thomas back and going to do it at 11. That's momentarily right here on Baskin and Phelps.